all you got to do is do a little bit of research, do a yeah. follow-up call. It's obviously, you know, she does outbound, you know, it's something they track. We have reports and analytics, like we have a more, more information about that company. Now we do our own research and kind of combine the two. That conversation is super powerful and you can win those follow-ups two to three X, you know, so what's the worst that happens? We just, yeah. Call. This is the Outbound Sales No Fluff Podcast. This real, this raw, yeah, we hitting switches. Ain't no cutesy stories, no rants, no product pitches. This Outbound Sales prospecting at its best. Yeah, we hold it down from the east to the west. That's on the daily podcast every single day. So tune in. This is the way Get epic cold call and coach your moments And see who wins Who bring that suspense With interviews straight from the experts So get your knowledge up and put it to work You get in the mix with the crew Subscribe and leave a review Cause we serve it straight from the glass This the Outbound Sales No Fluff Podcast Um, if you know who you're calling and the space they're in and you have like examples of other companies that you can get close to that space, or it could be a tech company at, at a high level, it could be a services company at a high level. It could be a cybersecurity company at a more granular level, the more granular, the better. But if you can say, look, you know, it sounds like you have, you can defuse them, but just say, look, it sounds like you have a really good uh, setup right now. It sounds like you're, you clearly understand, you know, how to look at this. Uh, we we actually the reason I'm calling you is because we have another client you know in your space that um, was was doing okay. They, I don't think they were doing as well as you are, but um, where we are now with it, they're getting you know their top reps on a list where they're now getting a pickup every four dials. Whatever, just give them give them a, a stat about someone else like them, and and then make that you know that observation that you're in the same space, and that's really why I wanted to show this to you. Um, look, it might not make sense, but if you have top reps and you're already doing well and you're tracking everything now. Um, it wouldn't be a waste of your time just to, to see what we've got. That way, you know who we are. And if it makes sense later on down the road, that's fine. If it doesn't make sense at all, that's fine too. Would you be open to that? It's hard. The path of least resistance now is, is hopefully our desired outcome. Not always, but hopefully. And the value and story form will get them there. The opposite of value and story form is me telling you what I can do for you. And on a cold call, that creates the us versus them dynamic. So now I'm trying to influence you and your subconscious waves a big flag and says, okay, let's put up a guard because this person is trying to influence you. And what does that do, right? It creates skepticism. Last thing I'll say is one of the things that um, you have excellent tonality, like excellent. One of the things that you do extremely well, which you may not be aware of, and it's, it's what a lot of salespeople have to like, consciously avoid is you don't use biasing statements words or phrases that will convey to them subconsciously that you're trying to influence them you know quick call or up to or more you don't sound salesy mm-hmm. is that those words is that just the way you, yes. that you were uh, yeah put together really? yeah hey uh, i'm just desensitized to all that and i know yeah. most people are I always think of the BOGO example. Nobody believes that anymore, right? You see right. buy one, get one free, and your mind immediately goes, yeah, right. You just marked the first one up. Exactly. To count, right? No one believes that stuff. So all of these buzzwords that are out there, you know, AI, like uh, analytic, like all that stuff to me is just fluff. It is and fluff. And you'll hear me and Ryan talk about no fluff. 
every word that we've put in a script is intentional and we're always looking at where can we remove a word or two right. or five right yeah. how can we get really crispy with what we're saying and then everything that we're saying is super sharp so yeah that's that's by design i mean if you, I, if you I, get, even if there's stuff in a script i'll just i'll admit it, it out. reading it yeah just yeah. exit out i mean if if you most sales teams are are using fluff they're using marketing yeah. language from marketing if if you give prls to a team like that that's using that it doesn't understand what, what you understand what i understand with regard to like how important that is not to have biasing statements it's like putting rocket fuel into a honda civic it's useless <laughs> and it's really what it's like so you know if i saw that i would tell the the sales leader i'd say like i want to talk to your top two reps i'm talking about people that are three four times better than everyone yeah. else yeah. and give it to them the ROI will sell yep. it to the others, you know, and that kind of a thing. Exactly. That's how we always recommend doing PRLs is, hey, only don't don't roll this out company wide unless you have somebody that's really ready to take this on mm -hmm. as an initiative. Roll this out to one or two reps and it'll spread like a wildfire. Yeah. Right? It's also easier to build a process around one or two reps as opposed to like changing the whole way everybody does it because you can optimize with those two, you know, the people that are self-starters, the people that'll, you know, kind of do things on their own, really run their own campaign. And you can figure out how to build, you know, the training around giving it to the rest of the reps with the one or two. Yeah. Makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, the, uh, yeah, that last call, she just, she just wasn't too excited. You know, I just think, could feel it. I couldn't get her anywhere. I couldn't get her up. She was just like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. What is it? Right. She never really, she's just very, mm -hmm. the, very straightforward. The, the observation, like if you bucket your list into groups where they all share the same observation, I see that you have SDRs, meaning they all call them SDRs versus BDRs, or I see that you just raised series B. I'm just making this up. Um, the, using an observation on the call brings them into the call. And it's, it's very strategic. It's, it's literally one of the most powerful things you can do to get the call, you know, sort of, it's sort of like putting a, um, like a, what do you call it? Like the paddles on the call to get it to come alive again. You know, Yeah. the reason I'm calling the, it, uh, I saw that you did this. And then, you know, we have another client in the space and this is what happened. And I wanted to just share that with you. Uh, if you have a moment sometime in the next couple of days, giving you a reason now. And a lot of, a lot of times what I'll do is, you know, I'll click through if, if I feel, you know, a call going that way or there, they might ask you are, you, are you aware of, you know, exactly what we do? I'll click through to like their LinkedIn or their website, but I don't do that before a call just because mm -hmm. I feel like that's fluff, right? That's people that don't really want to make the call anyways. I'd mm -hmm. rather just get on a call. What's the worst that happens? This lady that just hung up, all you got to do is do a little bit of research, do a yeah. follow-up call. Hey, Christina spoke back on, you know, last Tuesday. Yeah. I sent you some info. I actually did a little bit more research on the company as well. Wanted to reach out. Looks like you're doing this, right? You can compound that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's obviously, you know, she does outbound. You know, it's something they track. We have reports and analytics. Like we have a more, more information about that company. Now we do our own research and kind of combine the two. That conversation is super powerful. You can win those follow-ups two to three X, you know, more yeah. efficiently than you would um, just a cold call. Right. So what's the worst that happens? We just yeah. follow up. Right. There's another tip I'll give, um, which I don't, I don't usually, uh, 
I don't usually like bring this stuff up in training just because I don't want people using it all the time because it's not, it's, it's, it'd be like fitting a, a square peg into a round hole. But when, so for your toolkit, you know, your gut will tell you in the moment, it's called an anchor and a sequence. So let me explain to you this way. If you're getting resistance on, if you've you got to know essentially to having a call to show whatever, your demo, whatever it is. And you know something about the prospect. You have that observation. You know that they are in this space. Or you know that they just did this, whatever. That's re relevant to you. You know that they just ramped up headcount, whatever. Um, agree to the no and use an anchor. What is an anchor? I'll explain it this way. We just yeah. follow up.